Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Influence on your money with Money FM 89.3. Today on Influence, I'm getting to know Prakash T. He's head of Museum of Ice Cream's Asia Pacific region. It is the Instagram sensation and a place to make sweet ice cream memories, isn't it? But let's go beyond the pink walls today. Prakash, good morning and welcome to Influence. Good morning, Michelle. Thank you for having me. Now, I understand that Singapore is the first country outside of the U.S. in terms of a choice for a Museum of Ice Cream. Is that right? That's correct. We were the first to open back in August of last year. So um, Museum of Ice Cream had always been an American company. We were present in four different states uh, in the United States. And we had most recently opened our flagship location in New York City uh, right before we opened Singapore. Wow. Well, I have to ask, why did you choose Singapore as your first outpost globally? Well, in terms of sort of our values at Museum of Ice Cream, you know, in terms of looking at places that are extremely cosmopolitan, having, you know, a wide range of different mix of people and people that just wanted to, you know, have fun and experience each other uh, and, and have a good time. I think that we thought that Singapore would be, you know, sort of a perfect place. But the story goes beyond that, right? Mm. I mean, obviously, Singapore is a place that, you know, a lot of us love food, love ice cream. <laughs> we thought that that was a really strong connection there. But beyond that itself, interestingly, in the founding team in the U.S. for Museum of Ice Cream, uh, there's actually been quite a fair bit of Singaporean connection. Uh, people that had worked in Singapore, people that had studied in Singapore, and Singaporeans themselves. So there was a really strong push. You know, there are many cosmopolitan cities in the world, but... We love Singapore and there were many people with very strong connections to Singapore. And that's how that came up in terms of where we would look to put our first expansion outside of the United States. So interesting. Now, because we're your first expansion and prior to this, you were trying to appeal to the U.S. markets. How did you work to customize the experience? What were the thought processes? Well, I think largely what we're trying to do at Museum of Ice Cream is really deliver a a very unique experience where, you know, we we had noticed that a lot of people, um, and and this was the genesis of starting the Museum of Ice Cream in the first place, Mm. that we had become increasingly sort of distanced from each other. You know, we're, we're very caught up in the online world, caught up with our phones and, you know, everything else, all the other distractions in the world that we had forgotten, uh, you know, how to connect with each other. But our thesis was that people inherently, you know, we want to go out, we want to make social connections, uh, we want to be able to connect with each other. And we think that that is something that is pretty much universal. So it's the same thing that's, that someone in the United States would want, and it's the same thing that somebody in Singapore would want. Connection. Which is why when we've brought the experience here, mm-hmm. uh, we, we want to emphasize, you know, the experience is something that stays constant throughout all our locations around the world. We did do things differently for Singapore. I think, you know, uh, coming to Singapore was important to recognize the culture, the history, the heritage. You know, our ice cream history is, is different from a lot of other countries. When you come to the Museum of Ice Cream, we do have many sort of localized elements, you know, uh, that are kind of fun facts, right, that um, you can look at and people that were from, uh, that are from Singapore will see and, and recognize, you know, it's things like, you know, for us shouting out uh, potong ice cream, right? That's very, very unique uh, to Southeast Asia, to Singapore. Everyone has had uh, some sort of experience with potong ice cream or another. 
But beyond just the ice cream itself, uh, we've also customized some of our installations. Uh, so you might be familiar with uh, the, the Dragon Playground, the ones that you can find in Topayo. Ah, know, the, uh, yes, Giant Dragon. So Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. So we've done our own version of that. Uh, we've, we've done a replica. Mm. And, uh, you know, it, it really has the same mosaic tiles, uh, the same sort of uh, dragon spine, but we've turned it into a, a, a unicorn instead, uh, keeping in theme with the Museum of Ice Cream. So uh, we have we have uh, customized parts of the experience for, for Singapore, but largely we think around the whole world, everyone is looking for a place to go to that, you know, you... For two hours, you forget about everything else that's happening outside. You rediscover the child in you, and you get to connect and deepen your connections with not only the people you come to the museum with, your friends, your family, yeah. uh, but with other strangers. With other strangers, for as well. sure. I mean, there was on your bouncy castle, and kudos to you for letting adults get on that bouncy castle. And I found myself bouncing right along some six-year-olds. <laughs> Doesn't often happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we encourage people to do uh, most of the time. They just want the kids to get on. It's something as simple as that that brings out the child in you. It and, does, you know, it it's, does. It's a memory that you remember. Or, or throwing yourself into that, that pit of balls um, that Our you had. Oh, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. <laughs> now, when I was there, it was COVID, so we all had to sit down while eating our ice creams. And I understand there had to be regulations at that time. But what are some of the challenges that you face now in this, um, you know, post-COVID world? Or is it, is it, does it feel like life as, you know, it's back to life at the Museum of Ice Creams pre, the way it was pre-COVID. So I think for us, we were in a pretty unique situation. We launched, uh, we first announced that Museum of Ice Cream was coming to Singapore uh, in April of last year. And so that was during uh, one of the heightened alert phases. Right. Uh, we sold tickets five months in advance. And then in August, you know, we, we did have to push uh, our opening date by one week because uh, it was the second phase of heightened alert. So uh, I think we've come a long way since then. And it, the situation today is uh, so much better than it was uh, back at last year. But I think that the pandemic has also, you know, caused us to look at sort of the experience, and it's really driven us to not only be sort of uh, more resilient, uh, but also input more processes uh, that, you know, in terms of uh, sanitization, in terms of cleaning, you know, how we deal with manpower and make it a bit leaner. I think those are the things from a business operation standpoint that we've improved on. But I will say that, um, you know, it it does seem like life is coming back to normal. Um, Right now, you know, just without masks, we talk about connection, right? And it's it's so important, uh, you know, being able to read facial cues and being able to see uh, the face of our guides and our guests, I think, you know, that's, that's really something that uh, has been very, very important and a really big difference. But on top of that, I think that when we first opened, obviously, Singapore wasn't open for, for tourism uh, in August of last year. It only started loosening up towards the end of uh, the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're seeing uh, a, a large number of tourists coming into the space. So we've also moved from, you know, having solely a domestic crowd uh, to uh, a bit of uh, a bit more of an international crowd as well. And speaking of the crowd, what do you got planned for Halloween? You got something special planned? We are turning the Museum of Ice Cream into the Museum of Ice Cream. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> nice pun! <laughs> you, many more puns when you come in, when you come into the space. We have decked out and changed the whole museum. Uh, we are doing, you know, a trick or sweets, uh, making sure that you are going to have a fun time uh, the, changing up the experience. We encourage everyone 
to come in costume. Uh, our team will be will be all decked out as well, uh, just in the spirit of... When can we come? Of, uh, it's this 31st, a uh, uh, Halloween night itself, right? No, we have uh, we are putting on the experience for the whole month of October. So uh, anytime you can get your tickets online at museumoficecream.com, come on in and you will have the Halloween experience. It's never too early to start partying and celebrating for Halloween. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Prakash. Well, I look forward to lots of ice cream at the uh, Museum of Ice Cream soon. Any new flavors I should be looking out for? Well, just for, for Halloween itself, uh, we have our haunted milkshakes, graveyard Sundays, a witch's brew. And we do have our own uh, cafe and bar that we have on site as well. Many, many unique and special cocktails uh, that we encourage you to come and try. Many, many uh, interesting milkshakes and definitely mm. our own ice cream flavors as well. I have got to get my hands on that haunted milkshake, Prakash. You've really tempted me, I have to say. And you know, parents, you can sit outside and have that alcoholic beverage if you want to, right? If you're tired of all the milkshakes. Definitely. I think uh, we, we do have something for everyone. Um, mm. it's, that is not only for families. At night, we do have a, a night experience as well that is, you know, catered a bit more towards adults. So when I talk about driving connection, uh, that's what we do. We have things like a connection cube. Uh, we make people play games that really get you to ask questions of one another that deepen your connection with someone. And this could be a partner that, you know, you've been with for some time. And we just ask these really interesting, thought-provoking questions in a, in a really fun way. So we, we do see people uh, who come for the night experience as well, where you do get a cocktail because, you know, after six, uh, everyone needs a drink. Uh, and you get to go through the space. Uh, we see people spending upwards of two to three hours uh, in our space. And, and the reviews have been really, really good. Fantastic. I didn't know you could spend happy hour there. But that's, a you know, a national... A- natural, I think, um, something that comes to mind when you think of Museum of Ice Cream, happy hour. So Prakash, thank you so much for sharing all the options for fun that we can have at Museum of Ice Cream. And I look forward to, to seeing you there sometime. Definitely. Please do come down and you can get your tickets at museumoficecream.com. Head of Museum of Ice Cream's Asia-Pacific region, Prakash T. there on Influence with me, Michelle Martin. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.